guys, welcome back to the 15th episode of Two Friendless Friends. Um, today we're going to do another episode of Get to Know Us. And um, before we start, Flora, did you have a question for us? Hi everyone. Uh, yeah, I actually do have a question. So, uh, the other day, two days ago, I went to an interview for Psych Sock, right? And... I, um, they usually ask icebreaker questions and a common one that they ask is uh, if you were stuck on a deserted island with just one paperclip how would you use it and I didn't really know how to answer that so how would you answer it I mean like you're stuck on a deserted island with a paperclip you might as well be dead so your I'll answer just clip it to is my just hair. be dead <laughs> like I'll just clip it to my hair and like mess around until I die I guess because there's no, like, paper clips are useless. No, but that's the point of the question. They want you to be, like, creative with your answer. No, I'll just not do anything because at that point it's useless. So your answer Unless would just be... I would just find other things to do rather than try and find a use for the paper clip. Because that's just wasting my time. Okay. Okay, then. Interesting. What I said... Was that, I mean, I mean, I feel like that's a cop-out answer because they ask you specifically, what would you do with the paperclip? Nothing, because it's useless. Okay, fine. Like, what can you do with it, though? That's the real question. Um, what I said was that I ended up just saying use it as like a hook to something. My original answer was uh, because it's metal, I'm going to use it as a heat conductor. And assuming that, like, I don't have anything else other than my clothes on me, and I guess I'm allowed to wear my glasses because that's an accessory, so, you know, I I don't know. I just said that I'd try and start a fire with my glasses, and then they were like, oh, but then how would you end up using your paperclip? And I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't really, like, circle it back to the paperclip. So then I ended up just saying that I would use it as some kind of hook. I thought it was just Mm. interesting. Uh, and I mean, you could use it as a hook to, like, go fishing. Like, hook your bait onto oh, it. I said, like, it, but like it's shelter. Not- like, create some kind of shelter, and then that would be, like, the... Like, some some form of, like, string. Like, tying. Well, like, I just don't know. That's a very, very, like, useless yeah. question. Like... Maybe not give something like that useless, like a paperclip. I don't know. I mean, and like, why would you ha- just have a paperclip on you anyway? Yeah, they're not asking about like the logistics of it, I guess. But let's just move That's on a weird from this question. <laughs> uh, and last last time we we recorded a get to know us. It was the personality type the episode. MBTI te- yeah. quiz. And you mentioned yeah. how uh, there's this specific type that I don't like and we never actually got around to talking about it. <laughs> so I thought that I would bring it up today again and explain myself. Uh, yeah. So I don't like thinkers, right? So that's like the um, T. I'm a thinker though. T and an F, right? So it's either feelings or thinking. And 
it's it's more that I don't like the extreme thinkers because I'm an extreme feeling person. I think I was in the 70%. I can't really remember. I'm like an extreme thinker though, I think. Are you? Yeah, I told you this before. I like you know whenever you ask me a question about like advice or something, I'm always like the logical answer. I mean, I guess and you always yeah. Yeah. So you don't like me? <laughs> no. Okay. No, 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 no. Let, let me, let me um, rephrase what I need to say. It's not that I actually don't like any of these people, right? And I say I don't like a lot of people and I actually do like them. Like, for example, I say I don't like people from your school, but I actually do like... You like them a lot more than you admit. I, I like most of the people that I've met from your school, like basically every person so like I say I don't like the thinkers but I actually don't have anything against people who are thinkers like I am friends especially like for example you I am friends with people who are thinkers but my reason for not liking the thinkers is just because I view them as or more like the extreme thinkers I view them as people who don't really understand feelings and I I know that's not true like, you can definitely be very logical thinking kind of person and still understand how feelings work. But I just think that you understand it less, obviously, than the people who are very feeling-based. And that's me. And I don't think it's good, actually, to it's be, like, like... I think, from my perspective, it's not, like, not understanding emotions it's just not being able to justify them for me like it's like why should i feel this way oh, that's i think a good way of explaining it's it. not really like not knowing emotions because like everyone feels emotions it's like i think thinkers tend to either dismiss them more or like kind of just disregard them and still go like it's like your head or your heart they just choose their head you know yeah i know but then i also don't think it's really good to be on the extreme side of the feelings it's like because you want to have a balance honestly like you need to accept everything that like you feel as well as like everything that is like logically correct because sometimes if you like lean too far into your feelings you might get hurt more easily you might come out on the like wrong end and lose a lot of stuff not really like winning or losing a game but it's like you lose i don't know how how to say it but like you kind of lose yourself in a sense yeah yeah it's like and the logical side is a way to keep you safe in a sense no it definitely is and so are you saying that it's just better to be like kind of in the middle? Yeah, it's like knowing when to follow your emotions and when to follow logic. Yeah. Like I don't think it's better to be either extroverted or introverted. It doesn't but matter, honestly. For the other three, the N the intuitive the and what, what was it? S sensing? I don't know. I don't remember. I forgot. Anyway, though, like maybe this is why a lot of psychologists say that the Meyer Briggs test is 
isn't accurate at all. Oh, you know which one? Which one is even less accurate to me? The blood types thingy. The blood type? It's like your blood type says some things about you. Oh, wait, I've never heard of that. It's more, it's a very Korean thing from what I've heard. But I've heard about it and I'm like, um, what? There's like, you can't fit everyone into these categories it's like the horoscopes as well like yeah i was gonna ask what are your opinions on horoscopes though we can go through that another time but today um the quiz that we're doing is the attachment style quiz by the attachment project i think this will be a very interesting quiz and you'll probably find out a lot about me through this yeah we should actually go through uh what it is first so it's actually, so it's called the, um, there's four attachment styles, right? Uh, the, the secure, secure, the dismissive avoidant, anxious, preoccupied, oh, and wait. fearful On the avoidant. quiz that we're doing, it's secure, preoccupied, dismissing, and disorganized. Oh, really? Which is like, basic, it's just different words for the same things. Okay. Well, the website I'm going off is written by a uh, psychologist jade Wu, dr jade Wu, clinical psychologist so i might take some time to quickly explain like what each attachment style is and then we can get into doing the quiz then we should predict which one we will be and compare it oh yeah okay yeah because for the last two i feel like uh i didn't think that they were accurate to myself i feel like to some extent they were but um, I feel like it was more accurate to me than to you, like, for our personal results. Yeah, I identify myself as ENFJ too much to <laughs> want to be an ENFP. Hey, I was because ENFP. Because ENFP is so basic. Like, everyone is ENFP. Exactly. Every single person that you meet is ENFP. Oh, and you know who else is ENFP? I don't know. I think, I think so. Uh, um. I know a few ENFJs. I think they're in ENFJ. I'm pretty sure they were in ENFJ, but I don't know about now. Yeah, the superior ones. Um, I'm actually oh, joking. Mm. Ah, okay. Wait, who? Well, like, one of them is superior, um, one of the twins. But I wouldn't call the other one superior. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were both your friends, though. Wait. No, I meant, like, the other ENFJ. Oh, 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 right. Okay, so I thought the you were comparing ENFJ both isn't twins. one of the twins. Because, um, no, no, the twins are very different. One is introverted, oh, yeah. one is extroverted. Okay, it's okay. We can go through this later. But, um, yeah, fearful <laughs> avoidant is the same as disorganized, which is the word that's used for the quiz that we're doing, attachmentproject.com. So I'll just go through each of them. So... Uh, if you know how I met your mother, it might make a bit more sense to you um, because they give examples in this website I'm using. So securely attached is kind of like Lily and Marshall. So they're like, um, they feel confident in their relationship. They feel connected, trusted and comfortable with having independence as well as letting their partner have independence. They They go through like issues, of course, but they trust each other enough and they show affection and hold each other tight. Oh, that's, that's so cute. Hold each other tight. Okay. 
Um, so this kind of attachment style starts early in your life. So basically when you were a child. So uh, that I guess that means like growing up, you had a very healthy childhood with like healthy relationships with your parents. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, I- I'm going to go a bit off. T- uh, not really off topic, but uh, we learn a lot about these stuff in psychology. Not we haven't touched on like attachment styles. I don't know if that's something we will, but a lot about uh, there was a lecture that we went through about how the way that you grow up your childhood has such a big and like the influences that that has on your adulthood and there's this um do you have your laptop with you right now yeah yeah so yeah okay. i'm on my right. laptop so right type now feral child genie okay so there's this um wait how do you spell it uh f-e-r-a-l child and then like genie in a bottle genie okay so this happened uh like 1957 okay in america so there was this child who uh her name's genie i don't think that's her real name but she was uh yeah it's a pseudonym yeah yeah uh so basically her dad locked her away for uh, 20 months of her uh, childhood and she was starved of like uh, social interactions and a lot of like a very important time of learning so she wasn't really able to talk I I don't know if um yeah it, it was just really interesting like it's it's really sad after I watched the video on it, I got, I felt so sad after like walking out of the tutorial room. Uh, but yeah, like that, that period of your life where you have to learn all those things. If you just skip out on that, you can't really go back to it again. You can't really relearn all that. Uh, that's basically yeah. the lesson that we got out of it. Um, but anyway, so I thought that that was interesting. The second style is dismissive avoidant. So like Barney. Um, so they find it uncomfortable to get too emotionally close to others or to fully trust them. They, they tend to pull away when they're rejected or hurt. Uh, they seem to pride themselves on not needing emotional intimacy. What? <laughs> Why did you laugh at that? Because I'm thinking of something, but um, this is really interesting now. This this what? dismissive avoidant, because it reminded me that that used to be me. Oh, used to. I think it used to be me. I wouldn't say I am dismissive now, but I think like in high school, that was me. This sounds like those. People like, oh, I'm not ready for commitment. I just want a short fling thing. Oh, no, no. It was for me, it was more like, I don't, I can cut off people easily. I don't get attached and stuff. But in reality, I, know- I think like that, that was the, the, the kind of message I was sending out to the world. But like in reality, I was so attached to people, it was unhealthy. That's also interesting. I don't know if you want to get into that. We but- can only do the quiz and see if anything comes up. Yeah. 
So this attachment style kind of is common among children who had um, parents who weren't really present in their life. So they were very used to rejection. So the next one is anxious preoccupied attachment style. So similar to Ted in How I Met Your Mother. And this one is like the hopeless romantic. So they crave emotional intimacy even when their partner is not ready for it. They need a lot of approval, responsiveness and reassurance from their partner. And they can get (coughs) anxious when they don't get it. I love my responses to your when you while you're reading out this information. You haven't really looked at these, have you? No. Okay. Uh, I haven't really either. So this is going to be interesting for both of us. So they feel dependent on people for approval and their self-worth. And that's only reinforced when their target of their clinginess never seems to be as interested. What? I don't get that part. Okay. So our last one that we have is the disorganized or fearful avoidant attachment style, which is similar to Robin. So she, so these kind of people reject other people a lot in their life. They tend to go for, like in a romantic relationship, they tend to go for people who aren't really good for them. Uh, they're, they're just really confused with themselves. So they're both dismissive and anxious combined together. They want emotional closeness, but they're also pushing people away. And they're kind of afraid to trust other people, but they also need approval or validation. They often deny their feelings or are reluctant to express them. That part, that part kind of was similar to what you were saying. I think I am disorganized. So in real life, these are the people that experienced a lot of trauma or loss growing up. And uh, so people who had parents with uh, alcoholic issues might have had, might have this attachment style um, because they grew up with a lot of like mixed messages, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good like summary of the four. And we should now just get into doing the quiz. Wait, for okay. uh, what's your prediction? I think I'm disorganized. Oh, okay. See, I think I'm also disorganized, but in a very different said, way. Yeah, yeah. But they said that it was like a mix between like wanting emotional intimacy, but also pushing people away, right? And I think that's the part that um, explains me. Because Wait, like, that, that's also me. But I do think it's really different, us two. Yeah. Because I'm a lot more... Well, actually, I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't say... I, I'm not going to compare myself to you, but I would say that I'm really open about wanting the emotional intimacy. And I'm like, oh, like, it's so cute doing this and this. Like, I want to I wanna do that. But then I feel like if it actually happened in real life, I would get really uncomfortable with someone actually showing that to me and I think it's all like I guess it's a bit of like being a hopeless romantic I guess because we're more similar than you think is that kind of like you yeah okay 
if not this, my second guess would have been um, the one that just really craved the emotional intimacy. I think, um, if not this, I would have said dismissive, like, but I don't think I'm dismissive. Dismissive avoidant. I don't know. Let's just get into it and find out then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anxious preoccupied. That's my second guess. Okay. So attachmentproject.com, single, 18 years old, female, Australia. Yep. I'm 19, but. That doesn't matter. It's still still the same bracket. Okay, part one is how do you perceive the following conditions were met by your parents or caregivers in early childhood? And for the following categories, consider your early childhood experience from your earliest childhood memories. On a scale from one to seven, one being very rarely and seven being very frequently, rate each of your parents for all the two most involved caregivers in your childhood on the following categories. So the first um, category is protection and the description is kept me safe from danger and threats. I felt safe when I was with them. I'd say it was a seven for both parents for me. Like this, I always felt safe around them. Like the only times I didn't feel safe were like when they weren't there. Yeah, I'd also go seven. Yeah. But I feel like I, n- now, like, I don't think this is a part of my memory, but, like, recently <laughs> with that, I, I, I found out this information. I'd say, like, I think I found out around my 19th birthday. But apparently, you know, like, so when you're a baby, you're in a pram, right? And you're going down, like, ramps and stuff. Yeah. And basically... While my dad was pushing the pram, he didn't realize. But, like, I just started slipping. (laughs) And the thing is, when I was a child, I had a, like, relatively big head compared to my body. Yeah. Like, it was actually, like, concerningly big. I actually went to a specialist for this. But um, now it's fine. Like, I think my body, like, just matched my head up over the years but like as a child I had a really big head and this was when I was a baby so I don't even remember this so I started sliding (laughs) and the thing is you know the handle of the like the handle bit of the pram oh yeah my head got stuck there (laughs) oh (laughs) like so like I didn't actually hit the ground but like (laughs) like it's just after that I heard that I'm like I don't trust my dad with my safety but like if you're talking about memories that I actually have I did feel safe as a child oh really but like so yeah. like not that you can recall but so so after that incident you kind of just felt unsafe with your dad no I just felt like he hid this like my parents hid this from me for like 19 years of my life because it was at like I was still a baby I didn't remember anything at that point and I was like I don't know if like my dad was the best caregiver in terms of like I feel like he's I'm a lot like him in the fact that like I don't notice a lot of the things that happen like he doesn't notice. He couldn't feel the difference from when I was sitting properly and when I started sliding. 
Because, like, the weight difference would have changed in the pram. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm not like him. My brother's like him. Yeah, but I don't know. I wouldn't trust him to look after a baby on his own. Isn't it kind of interesting, though, how, like, not in your case. Well, I don't know. But, like, isn't it interesting how people can grow up with trauma and it can start from things that they don't even remember? Like, what if now you are, like, really uh, this, like, what's the word? Like, you're not, you don't feel, like, very comfortable with your dad because of that. I'm not, I used you in this situation, but I probably should have just used, like, a neutral person. But it's it's kind of no, interesting, though, that... It's like, if I had a kid, I don't think I would let my dad look after them on his own. Well, okay, so, but will you still pick number seven? Like, you do feel yeah, very safe? Yeah, still pick safe? number seven. Like, I still feel safe. Yeah. Okay. It's just, sometimes he might be the danger. <laughs> From... <laughs> yeah, I think I need to stop this. My dad is a great parent, <laughs> but that, that story just, like, and the fact that they didn't tell me for 19 years. Maybe they... Maybe they honestly forgot about it because, like, over the years... No, just... they, were, they were laughing the whole time. Oh. Like, they were like, oh, should we tell her? Should we tell her? And I was like, bro, just tell me. Do you call your parents bro? <laughs> no, but, like, I was like, just tell me. <laughs> I don't call my parents bro. <laughs> there was one time I remember my friend um, accidentally called his dad bro. <laughs> oh, my mom calls me older sister, so I just call her younger sister sometimes. Like, oh, that's cute. Okay, should we move okay. on to the next the part? Next though? one is attunement. Um, so was emotionally in tune with how I was feeling, could read my emotions, and respond in a way that made me feel like they understood how I felt. I feel like my mom was more in tune with emotions. I don't even know how to answer this. This question just threw me off. No, maybe what? it's because, like, in my childhood, my dad was working a lot. And... Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's uh, two sides to this. There's the mother side and the yeah. father side. Okay, sorry. Did not realize. Caregiver 1, caregiver 2 with the same question. So I think for my mother, I would pick 7. Then for my dad, I'd also pick 7. Now for the next one. The emotionally in tune. Yeah. I think my mum was very in tune with my emotions because I was, I cried so much as a kid. I was, I was actually like a crybaby. I literally have no idea how to answer this. But I, I don't know. I feel like my dad just generally wasn't as quick to pick up my emotions. But like, I wouldn't say he was like not in tune. He just wasn't as in tune as my mom okay so i guess you can just like put them both on like the higher end of the I'll scale i'll just put my dad on a then six your mom. cause like i just don't think he responded as well as my mom did but that's probably because he worked a lot more hours and my mom was the one looking after me so like most okay. of my memories of like the response was from my mom and, and this is, we're answering these in reference to our earliest yeah. childhood memories. I, 
I guess I'm going to go like, I'm going to go six and six for both parents. Okay, so next one is soothing and reassurance. Calmed and... Calmed and soothed me effectively when I became distressed, upset, or overwhelmed. Wait, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, I feel like my parents got pissed at me more. Because I think they just um, got sick of me crying about, like, every single little thing. Do you remember the crying? Or was it, like... I remember the like cry- toddler no, no, age. I remember the crying. This was like up until I was like eight. Oh, okay. I think my dad was a lot more like babying me, and my mum was a lot more like Kelly. Cr- crying won't fix your issues. Like you need to like grow up. Really? I think my mum was a lot more harsh on that end, because. I think it's just, mo- it was, like, once again, my dad worked most of the time, so my mum was the one that dealt with me crying most of the time. So I think my dad wasn't as sick of it as my mum, because I know that, like, I personally, I cried way too much on the most, on the smallest things. I was way too attached to my parents, especially my mum, and I still am. Oh, same. I remember every time my mum would go overseas to Hong Kong, I just cry so much at the airport. Oh no, it's not I even just, like, that. I just have vivid memories of like, that. Like basically, as a baby, even as a baby, like I didn't, I don't even remember this. But apparently, like whenever anyone like was carrying me, or like my mum was like just passing me to someone so that she could like eat or something, the moment she passed me over, I cried. Like no matter what she, what anyone did, even if I didn't see the person's face I could tell it wasn't my mom when it wasn't my mom and I would cry as a baby damn babies are so smart I think it was just me as a baby what's your thoughts on like crying now like do you think that it's not like excessive crying there's no it's not going to help with anything there's no point in crying I do in some cases like things about marks and stuff i never cry because i don't think my tears will fix my grades i don't think there's any point because like at the same time i don't put as much of my self-worth on grades and i don't kind of like oh i have to do well or else like i'm gonna like something really bad is gonna happen to me um so I don't cry about that kind of stuff like the last time i cried let's see i angry cry I cry when I'm angry. I don't think that's ever happened to me, actually. I don't cry when I'm happy or when I'm angry. I cry when I'm angry. I cry when I laugh too much. <laughs> that's good. And, um, I mean, the last time I was, like, really sad and cried was breakup. But other than that... And that was a while ago, right? Yeah, I think breakup and also graduating high school I, I I was like I'm not gonna cry I'm not gonna cry I'm not gonna cry and then my friend was like Kelly and she was like crying and I was like I thought I would cry bro too. you broke me <laughs> but I actually didn't cry for graduation because my friend was like coming up to me like with tears in her face on her face and she was like Kelly and I was like guess I'm crying <laughs> does he listen to this podcast who um your ex 
Oh yeah. Uh he does not. Okay. Would he But I'm I made him go and download every episode. I don't know if if he's done it. I've been pressuring him into doing it. Oh, I promoted the podcast yesterday at the dinner. Not to I'm everyone, proud of you. but um I was I don't know, we just got into a conversation. I was like, Oh yeah, I have my podcast. Word of mouth advertising works. Yeah, well. apparently someone from my primary school listens and I didn't even know. Because one of the twins told me. One of the twins told me when we were meeting up the other day. And they were like, oh, you know, um, this girl listens. And I'm like, wait, she went to my primary school. I know this person. I haven't talked to them in like... Well, I don't think I ever talked to them at all. Wait, that's so cool though. That they... Maybe they aren't a regular listener, but like... I or, guess... Or maybe they are. Amelia, if you're listening to this, hello. <laughs> I think that's so cool that you're able to connect with people like that. It's like, I don't, like, we were in different classes in primary school, so I don't think I've ever had, like, a proper conversation with her. And we're deviating so much now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think my mom was a, she didn't calm and soothe me, she just yelled at me a lot more, like, but my dad was, like, hugging me and stuff. So I think my dad was a lot more, like, babying me. Okay. I'm going to go, like... Ah. Uh, I don't... Ha- I'm going to go five and five for this. I don't know how to answer these questions. I'm not even confident in my answers. But next one. Express delight. So they took genuine interest in you and expressed delight in who you were and you felt special and valued by them i think both of my parents were very good at that like i definitely felt very valued by my parents like um i think my parents just tried to give me a lot more than they did give to my brother it was like partially because when they had my brother like the financial situation was a lot worse so um they couldn't give as much to him like my dad was working seven days a week at that point and um my mum was also working a lot of the time my brother just was sent to like friends places and um child care so I think as a child I got to spend so much more time with my mum because by the time I was born my dad was like only on six days of work so he had Sunday free as well as um my mum wasn't working and she was just looking after me as well as sending my brother to school and at that point we just were at a much more comfortable place where my parents could like spend a lot more on me spend time with me I think yeah that's good Honestly, these questions, I, I I don't know what I'm... I'm just going to go maybe six and six again. <laughs> um, okay, next one's encouragement. So encourage exploration and discovery help me find and express my natural interests and talents. I think both of my parents did that. Yeah, me too, actually. I feel like my dad did it a bit more. I'm going to go seven and seven. I feel like I was given a lot of opportunities to do, like, 
the hobbies, right? I think my dad spoiled me a lot more. And so whatever I asked for, he said yes. But my mom less so. So I think, like, I'd say seven, six and seven. So, like, six for my mom, seven for my dad. I think as a child, my dad was, like, very lenient with me. And my mom was a bit stricter. But not in a bad way. It was, like, just necessary for me to kind of, like, learn what I should and shouldn't be doing as well as, like, kind of becoming more independent. My parents were both really supportive of me doing like the creative stuff and not putting that much pressure on academics and so like I got I got to experience a lot of like dancing and then gymnastics I did drawing swimming and I did a lot of that and I think that because I was able to do that it wasn't really like any like it wasn't um like my mom supported me more or my dad I think it was equal on both so I'll go seven seven ah next one part two is how do you feel about intimate relationships and um thanks answer the from a scale of one to seven or from strongly disagree to strongly agree so one being strongly disagree and seven being strongly agree and um, since we're both not currently in a relationship unless Flora you haven't told me something uh, we're answering these questions with respect to a former partner or a relationship that you would like to have with someone. These questions are also developed by Fraley, Waller and Brennan in 2000 because important to give credits to the authors. So the first question was, it helps to turn to my romantic partner in times of need. I think, yeah, strongly agree. I think I'd go strongly agree too. Because like... Mm. I'm also thinking about these... Instead of thinking about my partner, I guess I'm looking at it like uh, close friends as well. I think I'm looking at it as like a past relationship and I'm pretty sure if like... Because like in that time there was nothing that like went really wrong. But yeah, I would say it does help to turn to my romantic partner in times of need. I don't think I can use past as a good representation. <laughs> I prefer not to show a partner how I feel deep down. That's, I think that's also me because I feel like I personally, this is a fault on my end, but I came off as being not as interested. Wait, do we have different questions or did you like rephrase that question? I prefer not to show a partner how I feel deep down. Oh, for question two? Yeah. When I show my feelings for romantic partners, I'm afraid they will not feel the same about me. Why do we have... Wait, let me go next page just to see... I'm on part two. Yeah. Yeah, like 40% of the way in, right? What's your third question? Um, It makes me mad that I don't get the affection and support I need from my partner. I think we're getting different questions. Okay, it's fine then. Okay. We'll just... um. So the first one was... I Both was the same. I yeah. feel comfortable about sharing private thoughts. Okay, second question was, I prefer to not show a partner how I feel deep down. And I think... So th- this was definitely a fault on my end. Um, I didn't want to come off as being too clingy. 
because I think I have been told that I'm too clingy in the past. Really? Just like with friends and like growing up. Friends too? Yeah, growing up. So in primary school in year four, I moved to a new school, right? Because I moved houses and I got into OC after that. So I had to move schools again. So towards the end of the year, I was like always with this one group of friends, right? And this one girl one day was like to me, Kelly, you should like have other friends other than us. You should need to stop just hanging out with us. And I was like, bro. <laughs> no, I don't even think that's... I don't... Uh, like, I had been hanging out with them for like half of the year already. And I only had like a few months left at that school. I don't know. It was that, very that's messed bit, up. And like, I think... That's sad. Um, I think after that, as well as in early high school, I was told that I was very clingy and annoying. And I think after that, I was just like, I just won't be clingy or annoying. <laughs> and See, the, the thing that I get out of this is that the girl was basically trying to say to you that, like, I don't like I you. I don't want to be friends with you. It's probably because she was jealous that I got into the school. I don't think it was that like, she. you're too clingy. I think it was like, I don't like you. Because like it was literally just her own problem because I'm actually still friends with some of the people. Yeah. I don't know. And um, I think she just had an issue with me because I was smarter than her. I got into a, a very good OC school and she didn't. Okay. But um i think that was like i translated that into all of my future like into my future relationships as well like i think i wasn't as close with a lot of friends in high school i wouldn't tell them much wait isn't this opposite to the first question that you're comfortable with sharing your private thoughts oh no but like mine is it helps to turn to my romantic partner in times of need oh oh so like um at that point i was like I don't know how much I should share. Like, I was still definitely sharing things when, like, I really... I had issues and I wanted help. But I don't think I was as clear about my feelings with my ex as I should have been. I was very, like, dismissive and... I don't know, like, in front of him, I was a bit more dismissive. But, like, in front of my friends, I'm like, I really like this guy, like, you know, um... So I think I came up I came up as a lot more attached to my ex in front of my friends than I was to him. Another reason might be because he was just and your I first. I think I still do that like boyfriend. No, but I feel like even if I do like someone, I tend to take ages to show. Like I tend to take ages to actually warm up to like not even like just a potential boyfriend like just anyone in general i take ages to start showing like how i feel and i think you're learning a lot about me through this um because i definitely haven't shown that i'm very attached to you as a friend compared to like how attached i really am and how dependent i really am okay silence (laughs) okay (laughs) i think we should leave the awkward silence in there (laughs) it's part of the effect okay no 
this is like a lot for me to take in, right? Because I don't think we've talked about this to like this kind of extent before. And as well as like, I just don't show this stuff. I don't share this normally. Yeah, yeah. Like you probably wouldn't have ever known if we didn't have this podcast and if we weren't doing this quiz together. Well, you've mentioned it before, but like very briefly and not in depth. So And not about you. And not about me either. But yes, uh, now you know I'm a lot more attached to you than I let you know about. Okay. I mean you did kinda let me know. I, I don't I don't think I've ever kind of thought like oh Kelly doesn't really need me, like Yeah, I, I've I think never I've gotten a lot better with it now, like with but I think it's more with friends, like romantic partners. I'm probably a bit still very. I don't know. These are hints to any yeah. future boyfriends. Because I've never thought about our relationship as one where I care more about you yeah. than you care about me. Yeah. So I think that's good. Anyway, so my question is saying like, when I show my feelings to a romantic partner, I'm afraid that they will not feel the same about me. I don't know. Well, the, um, these questions are so hard to the, answer. We've got similar but different questions, I think. Yeah. Um, I I'm just gonna go like. Uh, slightly agree. Um, the third question for me is: I prefer not to be too close to romantic partners. I think. I actually want to be very close. Oh, like, I have I the think- same one. I'd say moderately disagree because there's some extent, like, some things that depend on, like, what stage of the relationship I'm in. But I like being very close. I just don't show it as much. I'm going to go moderately disagree with that oh, okay. question because I have the same one. What, what, what are you going with again? Moderately disagree. Like, I don't think, oh, okay. like, I think it really depends, like, what stage I'm thinking of in the relationship like, okay. but there's yep. still some things that I don't I wouldn't like immediately tell them in a sense and like immediately show them like I think I judge my closeness by like how much I'm willing to share with them okay and how comfortable I am yeah. with sharing I think that's and a good way to determine how close you are with someone though yeah, and I think there's still going to be things that I wouldn't immediately tell them, in a sense. Yeah. Like, no matter what stage of the relationship. Yeah. Okay, so next one for me is, it makes me mad that I don't get the affection and support I need from my partner. Oh, that's very similar to mine. Mine is, I often worry that my partner doesn't really love me. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So similar. Um, I want to say often, though. I don't no, know I how to answer these <laughs> because I mean from my past relationships I'd say strongly disagree it's just because that one relationship really throws me off and I just can't tell what like do you, do you know what I mean do you know what I'm referring yes. to yes yeah so <laughs> It makes me mad that I don't get the affection and support I need from my partner. 
I'm going to go slightly disagree because I think if I'm looking at it from a like the average relationship point of view, most of my relationships, I feel that I actually do get the affection and support. And number five for me is my partner really understands me and my needs. Do you have a similar question? Uh, not really. Mine is I am very comfortable being close to romantic oh, partners. Your question five is similar I, to my question I, I, six. I know this one. Um, okay, so we'll do that one together then. So I, what's yours? I don't feel comfortable opening up to romantic partners slightly different but similar in meaning so number five for me i'd say like they don't completely slightly disagree because i don't think i share my needs as as readily as i should like i feel like i'm the type of person to hint at stuff very very vaguely do you get upset if someone doesn't I get upset uh, for like on those a little bit and then I realize oh wait I wasn't very clear about it and then I just tell them but um okay I'd say people don't really understand me that well but it's not about them not knowing me it's more about me not sharing okay that's interesting Wow, you're finding out so much stuff about me today. Yeah. You know what? Our podcast <laughs> is low-key like uh, therapy sessions for both of us. Is it not, though? I feel like I, I've shared a lot on here that I wouldn't share to like a regular person. And this is... I'm going to go um, on a tangent here, but is it kind of weird when like... If, if you meet someone and they're like, oh, yeah, I've listened to your podcast before. So, like, for example, I yesterday I told this person that I only recently met to listen to the podcast, right? And I was explaining, like, oh, like, it'd be, it'd be really cool if you listen to it. Like, let me know your thoughts on it. But then I was thinking later, I was like, oh, I share a lot on there about myself that I probably wouldn't share to him if it was like a – if we were just talking together right and I, mean, I think it's just a bit i don't know what the word is and how to describe it i mean that's like me meeting david for the first time i'm sorry david <laughs> i still feel awkward about what happened and it's even funnier because we're in the same tier do you guys ever talk no <laughs> oh. i still feel very awkward because should i reveal break the silence <laughs> No, but it's not. No, okay. I don't think that's the same though, because because I think it's because you mentioned him before, but I didn't like have a name to put to a face. So no, like know, when he I talked know. to me, I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, yeah, that was funny. But let's continue. No, the the situation, like you two meeting, that was a very awkward situation. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um. Especially because he was like, what did he say? It's like I it was. Now. He was like, I I love the podcast. Like, um, yeah. And then he was like, talking and about then, the animation. And then you replied with, "That's weird. That's creepy." Because I thought he was a random person coming up to me and being like, "I love the podcast." Oh okay. And like, cause it's cause like I don't put my face on this podcast, so like, how would you recognize me? Okay. Um. 
yeah, anyway, my point was that I think it's kind of weird that, like, people who listen to it, who aren't super, super close with me, know a lot about me now that I wouldn't just tell them. And because, like, I don't really count them as, like, I feel like in my mind they still don't know about these stuff because I actually haven't gone up to them and told them about it. Isn't it weird that... Like, imagine this. I think we have around, like, 50, 60 listeners. Like, if you go across YouTube and the other platforms as well. Is it weird that you are basically standing in front of a room telling 60 people about your attachment issues? Yeah. Yeah, but But, it's not weird for us because we're just talking to a microphone and a screen right now. We're just talking to each other. It's like it's like a normal conversation, but we're just recording it. But it's like imagine sixty people just listening to us talking about. So it's really just like whatever I'm comfortable saying to you is happens to just be shared with everyone (laughs) now. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on because we're kind of yeah yeah. Um. We're 50-something minutes in. Okay. So, uh, what did you pick for your question five? Uh, question five, I said slightly disagree. So, yeah. My one reads, I am very comfortable being close to romantic partners. And I'm going to go with strongly agree. Okay. And, and now number six, I find it easy to depend on romantic partners. I'm going to strongly agree to. What's yours? Um, so my number six was I don't feel comfortable opening up to romantic partners. And I'd say strongly disagree because I think I'm quite an open person if, like, prompted. Like, if someone asks me a question, I'll answer it very openly. I don't really care. But I don't straight up going like oh I want this like kind of person I'm not very vocal unless I'm like prompted to ask questions yeah if that makes sense no that does make sense uh so next part oh it's just more about part two so question seven um I worry that I won't measure up to other people slightly agree Okay, I feel like we get the same questions just in a mixed up order. But anyway, um, uh, my number seven is it helps to turn to my partner in need in times of need, and I'm gonna go strongly agree. Um, question eight for me is I'm afraid that I will lose my partner's love. Oh, actually, that's I the don't... same with mine. Well, kind of. I often worry that my partner doesn't really love me. Oh, I think I got that one before. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, question eight. I don't know how to answer this one. I'm going to slightly disagree. I, I'm I trying... Think, I don't think... I'm, like, completely scared of it, but there's part of me that, like, wonders, would they ever stop loving me? I don't think I've ever actually thought about, like, someone leaving me. Oh, no. Like, I, yeah, I don't think about leaving, but, like, I feel like... I don't know. It's like, would would them finding out something about me change their feelings about me? Oh, okay. Or, like, it's not really, like, losing their love, but, like, it's kind of, like, their view of me will change a little bit with, like, what they learn about me. Like, which is inevitable, but it's scary. 
Actually, I'm going to go moderately disagree then. Because when I think about, like, relationships with people, I don't really get scared. Or, like, the thought of them just leaving one day doesn't really cross my mind. And if it does for romantic partners, it's it's usually not to do with, like, a problem about me or just me. It's time for Flora to learn another fun fact about Kelly. Okay. I have abandonment issues. Oh, with people. Like, um, as a child, I was very scared to go to school because I was scared that my mum wouldn't turn up to pick me up. Like, there was literally no nothing that prompted that. But I had just had that really, really big fear. I was actually, like, my sister, too. And, like... Um, I would be crying all the time at camps because I would be scared that my parents wouldn't be there to pick me up because, like, they're like, oh, she's gone for a few days. We're having fun now. And it wasn't even anything that my parents did. I just had that feeling. And no matter how much my parents reassured me, it didn't help. So it wasn't really anything they did or anything they said. Yeah, it was just, I think I just grew out of it. Like um, randomly in one year, I went to a camp and I didn't cry at all. I wasn't scared at all. We love that. And I was like, wow, yeah. And then like my parents were worried, right? (laughs) And like I came home like, mom, I did it. (laughs) Did you ever have like, were you ever attached to objects though? Like plushies? Or like a no. blanket. Oh, I have this. Um, so I think this is more of a thing. Like, there's this like thing that you hug. Is to it sleep, just like a right? long pillow, like a cylinder? Yeah. It's but mine is like a small one, yeah. right? From my childhood, I don't hug it anymore. But I refuse to to like throw it away. And um, it's literally like, it's literally like you know when you like hug something like when the stuffing goes oh, weird yeah. inside and like so mine has like already split into two separate pieces and the fabric around it is like yellowed because it's yeah. so old like it's 19 years old obviously it's gonna like turn yellow and stuff and i think it like when as a child i had nosebleeds a lot so there were stains on that that never washed out and i still refuse to throw it away yeah but that's because it's, it's like, still on it my bed a- emotional component that that yeah Yeah. i know it's like i think it was my say like i felt safe when i was hugging it to sleep especially when i stopped sleeping with my parents and like i had to start sleeping on my own on my own bed yeah and yeah i just i was just very attached to my parents and now that we've learned that fun fact about kelly loy that you probably would never expect, considering how independent I am now. I mean, I don't think it's... Let's continue. Um, unexpected, though. Because you've mentioned it before, like, that you're really close with your mum. So I just would have... No, but, like, not in the way that I used to be very attached. It was very different. Yeah, but, like, when you say that you're just really close to her, I guess it's not, like, unexpected that you're also very attached. Just maybe not to the extent that I was attached. Like, I was... It was even... It was actually, like, unprompted. I don't know why. I still don't know why to this day. And my parents don't know, like, why I was so scared of being abandoned. Okay. 
let's let's it might have been a drama that i watched as a child that left <laughs> me really with, i don't know i don't know i don't know a lot of things don't really have prompts i guess it's because, like it might be something that i've seen in the past or something like when i was a child that i didn't I don't remember, but, like, my mind processed it as, like, a potential thing that could happen to me no matter how good and, like, loved I feel by my parents. I mean, it is natural to be attached to your parents. Just not... I was very extreme. I, I, I don't know what... how you were like, but, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's go on to question nine. So mine says, I often wish that my partner's feelings for me... Were as strong as my feelings for them. Um, mine was, I talk things over with my partner. Okay, you know, why don't you read yours out and I'll find ones that kind of match with that. Okay, so we'll do, I'll talk things out. What was it? I'll, I talk things over with my partner. Okay, and mine is, it's easy for me to be affectionate with my partner. Uh, I feel like I do talk, I'm a good communicator when something i like when i feel like something is wrong i'm gonna go that that's good though communication is key but i i'd say it's only moderately agree because i feel like it's more me now than like me in my past relationship i'm gonna go slightly disagree for me it's easy to be affectionate with my partner mine's all over the place i really think i'm gonna get disorganized why am i all the same question like for the last two okay question 10 for me is i worry a lot about my relationships okay mine is my romantic partner makes me doubt myself so oh that's similar that's very similar um i don't think i do because i i think i'm like strongly disagree for that one i don't know how to answer this because like it it's happened but it was like a one person <sighs> okay so I, I might just like give like a very brief slight explanation to what i mean it's like there was this relationship that was like very brief but also very significant okay so like when i'm answering these most of the relationships that I have with people are quite good and healthy, I think. But because of this one, it's making me kind of like... Not... It's like overshadowing all the good ones. And so this one, this question, my romantic partner makes me doubt myself. I don't know like which... I don't know how to answer this. I'm I'm just gonna go disagree. I mean, they said base it off like a potential relationship or like a relationship you <sighs> would like or a past relationship. Maybe I'm I might okay I might go slightly agree. Okay, and then my last one is um oh wait no we have two more. Uh, I often wish that my partner's feelings for me were as strong as my feelings for them. Never mind, I read that before. I might go. Wait, I feel like my last two are very similar. So I can just answer both in okay. one go. So I tell my partner just about everything. And my last one was I usually discuss my problems and concerns with my partner. Okay. 
And I think both of them, I don't think like every single concern, like some of them might be more private and depending on the stage of the relationship, but like on the stage that I am imagining, I don't say it's everything, but it's going to be most things. So I put moderately agree for both. And now Flora, you can go through the rest of your questions since mine were very straightforward. Okay. So I often wish that my partner's feelings uh, were stronger than my feelings for them. I am going to go slightly agree. I don't know. I feel like I'm just putting in random things now. And then my partner really understands me and my needs. I might go with maybe moderately agree. I feel like I'm definitely going to get disorganized. Okay, next one. Oh, we still have more of these ones. Oh, there's oh, more. What a trick. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's go through. Let's do it quickly then. Um, question thirteen for me is: I am nervous when partners get too close to me. I'd say disagree. Like I have no issue with that. Do we want to do it like I do all of mine and you do all of yours? Um. Since we have different questions. Yeah. Okay. Okay, question 14 for me was, I feel comfortable sharing my private thoughts and feelings with my partner. This is very similar to the communication questions, and I said moderately agree because I'm fine with it, just maybe not everything. And question 15 was, I am very comfortable being close to romantic partners. Yeah, I'm comfortable, strongly agree. Close means, like, emotionally uh, close. Or does it mean, like, you're also close with, like, um, like, physical stuff, too? I think it's both. Okay. It's a combination. Uh, question 16. My desire to be very close sometimes scares people away. <laughs> Slightly agree. Um... And question 17. I find it relatively easy to get close to my partner... I, I think I'm someone that takes a bit longer to warm up. I don't know if you noticed that, but I only started telling you more personal things, like, quite a while after we got to know each other. I don't think I noticed that, actually. So I'd say moderately disagree, because I take longer to warm up to people than others. And question 18 was, my romantic partner makes me doubt myself. I'd say strongly disagree. Okay, strongly just... Oh, we had the same one before. So, um, I find it... So, I, I have similar ones to you. I find it uh, relatively easy to get close to my partner. Um, I, I'll go with slightly uh, disagree. Oh, wait, sorry, what? Oh, no, sorry. Um, I'm going to strongly agree. Sorry, I read that wrong. Um, my partner only seems to notice me when I'm angry. I don't know. Maybe strong, moderately disagree. That's, no, maybe strongly disagree. I don't know. That's a weird question. Um, I find that my partner don't doesn't want to get as close as I would like. Uh, slightly disagree. Oh no, slightly agree. Sorry, I am 
I don't know what I'm reading. Sometimes romantic partners change their feelings about me for no apparent reason. Maybe strongly disagree. I don't think that's really happened in the past before, actually. Like, people just changing their feelings about me for no reason. I'm, I'm afraid that I will lose my partner's love. I don't think that's a concern I really have. So I'll, I'll go like moderately disagree. And I prefer not to show a partner how I feel deep down. Um, I'll go strongly disagree. I think I'm pretty open as well. And I have a feeling that this is going <sighs> to be a longer episode. Yeah. Considering we still have 30% of this quiz to go. Okay, your turn. Um. Okay, question 19 for me. It makes me mad that I don't get the affection and support I need from my partner. This is actually the same questions but jumbled. Yeah, I know, right? Um, there was no point in this. So... Uh, jumbling it up, I meant. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I would get mad. I think I'll just be disappointed by the relationship. Slightly disagree. Uh, okay. Question 20, it's not difficult for me to get close to my partner. Moderately disagree, same as before. Um, I take a while to warm up to people. Uh, 21, I find it difficult to allow myself to depend on romantic partners. Slightly agree. I'm a bit independent. Like, for some things I would depend on my romantic partner but like i don't think i'm a very dependent person i feel like the main takeaway from this is that you're very independent but you also get attached to people and then you also don't show it very well i'm emotionally dependent (laughs) but yeah yeah that's what you've learned about me today (laughs) um question 22 i often wish that my partner's feelings for me were as strong as my feelings for him or her from past moderately disagree because I feel like I just don't show it as much but like I feel like in past relationships the feelings were even from my perspective um question 23 I often worry that my partner will not want to stay with me I don't think that's a worry I have in the moment uh so question 23 is strongly disagree and question four, I, <laughs> I do not often worry about being abandoned, but this, this is, is about, about intimate too. relationships, so. Yeah, I'd say like moderately, I don't think I'm completely over it, but okay. to some extent. Were those your yeah. all? And those are all the questions okay. for this page. I do not worry about being abandoned hey this was your <laughs> one right i felt like this quiz read my mind but like these questions were already written it can't read my mind i'm gonna go moderately agree it's not really something i worry too much about yeah i'm nervous when partners get too close to me i don't think i'm gonna go like moderately disagree yeah um when my partner is out of sight i worry that they might become interested in someone else Maybe strongly disagree. I mean, I want to be strongly disagree. So that's what I'm going to pick because I don't know. I worry that I won't measure up to other people. 
maybe slightly agree I feel like I have some like self-esteem issues but it's not like that big I don't know maybe I think a lot of it is to do with academics though so I feel like I won't mesh up to people in terms of academics and then they're gonna be like well this person's better than you because they're smarter um I talk things over with my partner I'll go strongly agree maybe moderately maybe I'm not that good of a communicator as I want to be I'm afraid that once a romantic partner gets to know me they won't really like who I am oh this is a good question because like when they find out more details about you would they still like you because I feel like one I am very open I feel like you don't need to get to know me on like like before I get them as like a romantic partner they'll probably already know that I have a lot of issues and about like I mean like when I first met you I already knew a lot like yeah I don't think I learned as much about you through this podcast as you learn about me (laughs) true but also I think you met me at a time when I was like very sad so you met me at a time right after I was very sad when was your sad face um I'd say it was oh no I had like multiple though like you met me after one of them but we were friends during other times that I was very sad Oh, our ones really don't align then. I mean, maybe, maybe, because you, if... I think while you were sad, I wasn't sad. I was just lonely <laughs> when I met you. Um, I was actually pretty happy in terms of, like, I was neutral, not happy, I guess. Okay, so what we've decided to do is actually just go through these on our own so uh not in the recording because there's actually a lot for us to go through and it's hard to do it when the questions are out of order as well so we only have like a few more um like 20 percent of the quiz left so we'll just do it and then we'll talk about our results together yep um i'm on 90 percent. okay so not that you guys actually would have noticed the difference in the timing but we just paused it and now we've got our results so what is uh, your attachment style? I'm secure. <gasps> Same. I'm surprised. But I am, um, if you go I'm into the too. into the report, so like your test results. Yeah. Um. So on the caregiver on both ends, I think I'm secure because it's six point four, six point eight for me. And um, on the chart, it says it's like there's this chart. It has like four sections. Um, so the axes are anxiety and avoidance. And um, so let's going from how should I read? It? So there's dismissing attachment, fearful avoidant attachment, preoccupied attachment, and secure attachment. It's like a so graph. yeah, my anxiety was two point nine four and avoidance was three. So so that was imagine still like sorry, imagine like um like on the y axis it's avoidance and then on the x axis it's 
anxiety. Yeah, and, then and the closest to this, the origin is secure attachment. Above, yeah. so like um, towards lower end on anxiety, but upper end on avoidance is dismissing. And if you get high for both, anxiety and avoidance is fearful avoidant attachment. High anxiety but low avoidance is preoccupied attachment. Yeah. Where is... So what's your score for anxiety? 2.94. Mine's 3.17. So a bit more than you. Which I think that's kind of And what about avoidance? 1.61. Oh, I'm three. (laughs) Not surprising. I think like relatively between both of us. Yeah. It makes sense. But I didn't uh, think I would be secure. Neither neither did I. I, I actually thought I'd be um, disorganized. Because I, f- I felt like my answers were kind of all over the place. Yeah, same. Okay, and then underneath that, it's avoidance style at a glance. So we might just um, read like what it's like for children. So they are securely attached kids might become upset when their caregivers leave. Hey, that was kind of like you. They yeah. respond positively to contact and seek comfort when frightened. I did okay. that as a child. Like when I, when I watch scary dramas, those nights I would sleep with my parents. <laughs> um. So for adults, so this is I guess where we come in. Uh, yeah. We show healthy and balanced behavior in relationships. We seek emotional support from our partners and provide the same in return. And also comfortable being on your own. I guess that does sum up who I am to some extent. I don't think I'm, like, completely, like, healthy and balanced behaviour in relationships. I don't think, like, I will always seek emotional support because there's going to be things I hide. But, um, I guess. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their, like... Um, like no one is at the origin origin of that graph we were talking about so like zero anxiety zero avoidance yeah no one's like completely transparent and completely okay with everything Um, yeah and then for the parents it's um parents with secure attachment are capable of regulating their emotions they create a compassionate environment for their child and then they view their child as a separate person but they also empathize with their experiences that's cool like for the future yeah yeah good parenting tips okay i guess um because that kind of wraps up this episode so this one was definitely a longer one my recordings on like one hour 20 something minutes but it was pretty interesting Especially with the things, the stories that I shared that, like, I probably wouldn't have shared in a normal episode. It was good, though. I think it's, like, um, like, the listeners got to know you a bit better as well as me. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we'll have another one up Sunday, 1 p.m., so stay tuned for that. If you have any ideas, send that to our Instagram, 2.friendlessfriends, or type it in the comments of our YouTube section. Yep, and make sure you remember Um, to... Or just let us know somehow. subscribe, and comment on our videos. Share with your friends as well. 
and um, also follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and um, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere that you get your podcasts. And otherwise, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you, you, everyone. Bye. Bye.